You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck, and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4-6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit StairsApp.com today. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 379. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my stand-in co-host is my company senior SEO, Scott Bennett. How's your day going, my friend? The day is going well, as well as it can be while being trapped at home forever. <laughs> yes, yes, so you're in official quarantine because you came back from Mexico. We did, and we dodged a lot of bullets going on that trip. But uh, you know what? Did we all, we, uh, yeah, we came back by WestJet, and the next day WestJet grounded all flights coming from international. And but we managed to get home safe and sound. None of us are sick, and uh, good memories for the kids. Even though we were pretty stressed about if we'd even make it home. But uh, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, it's all good. Everything went well. And I, uh, I kind of pictured you doing a Nero from Matrix. You know, dodging bullets. Yeah, well, I did. It was insane how many bullets you guys dodged on that oh, way home. <laughs> it was, it, you know, not really the place now to tell about all my stories from that trip, but uh, it was uh, eventful to say the least. But yeah, mostly good. We were worried, but I'm glad you go home. Um, it truly was Vanak luck. Uh, at his best (laughs) Um, so yeah uh, hello everyone I hope you're doing well um, this awful pandemic and everything that's come of it it's uh, difficult times and I know some of you are in hot spots where I can only imagine how scary that is so I I am sorry for that Um, hopefully we can dig into a few bits of news today that are uh, outside of that but we are unfortunately going to have to start with uh, you know, how to continue online marketing during a pandemic and, you know, whether, you know, what you can do and what you can't do. So um, to begin with, I think it's very clear that um, the ones that the companies that do well during this aren't necessarily the ones that are making money right now. They're the ones who are investing in their marketing in any way they can. You know, no, even with our own clients, we're not telling you, no, 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 you've got to keep going. We're saying, hey, we get it. You know, if you have to stop services, you have to stop services. However, keep in mind that if you can do this or do that, even yourself, you're going to be better off. Um, and that is, for example, keep writing. Maybe document your experience of, you know, running a business during COVID, this COVID-19 pandemic and, and, and make it a, something of interest. You know, document the, 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 the difficulties you've gone through, all that sort of thing. Um, it, it, it is important that you remain visible. And by doing so, you build that ever awesome authority for your website. And this all goes on the blog. You could even do a, a, your own little podcast about it. Um, the, Lord knows there's a lot of them out there. But if it's something of interest to your listeners, maybe even it's just a bulletin you're sending to clients, 
that'd be pretty, pretty awesome. It would certainly make you stand out. Um, I want to capitalize on all this. So I know you wrote this list here, Scott. So what would you say is next? Um, well, I guess the big one is, you know, there's a lot a person can do, of course, but one of the questions people might say is why should I even bother right now? And your competitors really come down to it from both aspects. If your competitors stop working on their accounts and they sort of disappear for a few months, well, that gives you an edge. It gives you room to sort of nudge yourself in there and try to take over. Mm -hmm. um, so there's, so that's great. But there's the other aspect of the competitors you have that are not stopping and they're still working on everything. So if you're doing really well right now, your and you stop, it gives your competitors the edge. They, they might be able to come in, boost up a, uh, pump out a bunch of content and push you down. Uh, so really your competition from both aspects is really an important factor in this. And um, unless you're in some really small niche or you've got the market cornered and there's no risk, which I suppose is true in some cases, but not many, um, you, you know, when this pandemic is over and life goes back to normal, if you spent the last, who knows how long it'll be a few weeks to several months ceasing all efforts you're starting over from scratch in some cases yeah it'll and definitely have an impact for sure a negative abs one. absolutely and so you don't really want to you may be able to scale back a little bit it it really is a case-by-case -case situation there's no blanket answer for everybody but um you know you i see more negatives to stopping than positives uh in most cases well, I don't think there'd be any positives to stopping except for your bankroll. But um, well, And I think that when you've got uh, time, like let's say you're at home, you can't run your business right now. I'm obviously there's going to be, I mean, speaking as an entrepreneur, there's always going to be something you can do. Um, if, if there isn't, then uh, you need to look up the word again because <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get a break, even if there is a quiet time, um, because that's when I'm going to be spending my time fixing our website. I'm going to be going through all the broken links, things I never got to before. Imagine how many things we haven't gotten to that we can finally get to. I find that a really huge positive about all this. In fact, I was kind of hoping for things to slow down <laughs> so that I could do that. But I mean, that's perverse because I've got to keep the company busy and running. But um, it, it, there is a lot that can be done in this time and, and you can make it hugely productive so that when you get back up, you're uh, back up online, back, running your bricks and mortar business, whatever it may be, you're in a far better place than you were before. Um, uh, there's a lot of opportunity there. Uh, there's actually a package that I keep meaning to put together. And if anyone's interested, they can email me um, of a few tools that we have access to. And we've got a number of licenses for that. We're going to put together in a kind of little package for DIYers. So do it yourself first. If you want to, you know, work on your site, here's a few tools we suggest. These will help you. They'll give you the guidance you need to work on your website while you're off work. Um, there's, there's so many things I, I'm, I'm reeling with all the opportunity right now. And that's the way I think all people should feel if they're looking at it in, in the right mindset. And don't get me wrong, it's not easy to do sometimes. I, I'm even there. Uh, a couple of nights I've just been biting my lips so hard that I was going to bleed. Just, just stress. It's it's tough time. But there is a lot to be done. A lot of companies succeed during these times. I was telling you Scott earlier, and I, I wish I could, I'm not the kind of person who can remember details like this, but um, so I can't remember the names of the companies, but there's many companies, I'm certain of this, because I've read about this, that have prospered so well they're huge even today because they launched during depressions because they brought out something that was worthwhile or they marketed themselves in a way that was so amazing that they just stomped all over their competition um not something everyone of us can do 
but they're inspiring stories. And they, they really show that you can do a lot with this time. Um, what's next there, Scotty? Yeah, you know, I, I did mention sort of, I guess, if you cease your efforts, you could see a further decline in sales. But, you know, I, I feel like you people need to look at this time. And even if you can't uh, service a client today because of whatever reason, maybe they don't want to give you the money, they can't afford to pay you. By nurturing those relationships and generating leads, those will turn into sales down the road. So when you do return to normal and they return to normal, they're going to remember you that you've maybe you've helped them out, you've worked with them, you've given them great proposals. And, and um, you know, you can see future growth when things do get back to normal. Whereas if you end all marketing, if you end your pay-per-click campaigns, you end your SEO, you, end, you stop producing content, those leads stop coming in. I mean, they're already going to be lower now, but if you stop efforts, they're going to be even lower than they could be. Um, so you'll further damage things and accelerate the downward spiral, I would think. Yeah, and if you have time, if you have time and you're, you're, you are still working, uh, perhaps you've received sort of subsidy for your staff. They're just, they're not busy because all your clients have paused or there's a number of them that have offer free service for this time. Free is a strong word. It's, it's hard to say as <laughs> us owners, but how can you make a better impact on a client than being there for them during this time? There's nothing better. Um, and you're liable to get a long, long relationship out of it. And some goodwill. You might even be able to turn into an article or a story or a case study. Um, yeah. Uh, there is being there for people. There's just nothing like it. Um, the amount of benefits that you can come and get out of that, not only spiritually, but from a business perspective is, is, is enormous. So keep that in mind. Absolutely. And I think one of the big reasons people should keep in mind that SEO, whether you're paying a, a, an agency to handle your SEO or you're doing it yourself, if you stop, you really open yourself up to potential problems that you might not see right now. Uh, for example, Google still exists. They're still making changes. I doubt they've ceased all operations in terms of algorithmic updates for the next while. They're still going to be tweaking that sort of stuff. And if they make an adjustment to their algorithm that negatively affects your ranking, you might not notice it right away because you're not getting calls due to the current situation, but your rankings could plummet. You wouldn't even notice things go back to normal and you think, okay, my clients have money, but now they're not calling you. Why aren't they calling you? Because you're not ranking anymore and you didn't even notice. Um, maybe Google made a change that you need to react to and there was nobody there to do that. Um, and on a similar note, uh, plugins. On, if you if you have a webmaster that you're normally employing, and you've decided to to end that, well, let's a good example is actually Rank Math learned of a vulnerability in their plugin for WordPress on March 25th, and that plugin allowed hackers to gain admin access to the install WordPress installation. Um, if nobody's paying attention to that, uh, you know, Rank Math fixed it within a day, but you still need to go in there and update the plugin, mm -hmm. and the fix is relatively easy. But if nobody's keeping tabs on this stuff that opens you wide, wide open to hackers completely messing up your business. And you may not you know, even know your website's not running. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, your site could be down for weeks, months. I mean, it, it all depends on the situation, but you, you know, the longer it's down, the harder it is to recover from that. A lot of hosts have sort of a three day rolling backup. So if you don't notice it and you don't have an extra backup configured, you know, you've got three days to find that problem or you're really screwed because now all your backups are compromised as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just walking away from all these and putting all your services on hold with marketing and, and development and all that stuff, you know, unless you are willing to 
take it on yourself, these could become major, major issues that are going to cost you a lot more than what the service would have had it kept going. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and there's other things too. I mean, I, I really want to be cautious when I'm, if we're speaking here. We're not trying to tell the, uh, our, our listeners that, you know, you need to keep spending a lot of money during this time. Lord knows that is not what we're saying. Um, just that be aware of what position you're being, you're, you're putting yourselves in by shutting down every service. There may be certain things you can keep online. Maybe you can negotiate a lower rate to keep something really, really important online. Um, Maybe you can defer. I know that's a lot. That's almost a word that everyone, I hate that word right now. I I hear that all the time, but everywhere it is, but you know, there is, there are options. And then the other option is too, is, Hey, can, can you teach me how to do some of the basics? You could ask your SEO company to do that. If they're a good company, we'd do it in a heartbeat. Uh, we'd, we'd show you some of the basics that you need to do to just do the absolute minimum to keep things, at least so you're aware of what's going on. Uh, it's not going to be up to our par because we've been doing this for many years, but at least it's something. Um, the other thing too is if this is a good time to build a, a website, you may think, what the hell, that's the last thing I want to do financially. Yes, perhaps that's true, but it's also the, the time when you have the ability to focus on something like this and it is a big job. And that is something that in many cases, a design company can defer some of the, the fees or make allow you to pay it out over a year or whatever. Because um, design companies are also, are also in the same position. They want business. And uh, if they can get something and make sure that, you know, their staff is busy, that they have enough income coming in over the course of a year, they can, they can take loans against that. They can be safer and they can feel comfortable too. I mean, uh, we've done that on a couple of clients lately. So it, it, there's a lot of options out there and, and people are way more flexible than you may, may consider them at this stage. Uh, again, at least the good companies, there are the odd company that just doesn't seem to care. And I don't really understand that, but yeah, just ask. You never know until you ask. You know, I didn't even think about the design your website now aspect, but it's actually kind of a perfect time because if things are going to be slow for the next two to three months, if you're able to build design and launch a website during the quiet time, your risk is really low because you're not really missing out on any business right now. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, you know, an unnatural downtime, but it's a downtime. So it's, it's kind of optimal for that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So hopefully uh, this helps our listeners just get a different perspective on what's happening and how to leverage it. Uh, Cause it's not all doom and gloom. Um, there is, it's hard, definitely very difficult for many, but uh, there are ways to, to leverage it. So I hope that uh, came across well. Well, uh, we're going to jump into some general SEOs, general SEO news in a moment, but let's take a quick break. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. 
and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. LPO, Landing Page Optimization, where we make marketers great using design, data, psychology, and attitude. Join our host, Brian Massey, best known as the Conversion Scientist, as he sits down with leading marketers to help you create campaigns that deliver. LPO, only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company senior SEO, Scott Fenak. Okay, so general SEO, I can't speak today, SNEO, SNEO, what is that? It's um, a new thing. Where it you is. just coined it right now. <laughs> Um, Google has released the Webmaster Conference Product Summit videos. So essentially this was a, a, a conference for webmasters. Um, I believe it was, was it last month? I think it was in November, actually. Oh, wow. Never mind. Is, is that what I saw? I think so. Okay. It, <laughs> it's old then. But they've released the videos and you can now watch them on, uh, there's a link here from Search Engine Roundtable. But I'm sure if you typed in that long-winded Google Webmaster Conference Product Summit. <laughs> you will find a link to it within Google. But yeah, go to Search Engine Roundtable and you'll find the link from there. And they're all the videos from the, the top guys or leaders of, of front-facing Google. I'm not talking Sergey and Larry here, but some major people, including Danny Sullivan, which I say to Scott, it's really weird to see him up there. Um, it's just bizarre. Anyway, having been the S. You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck, and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit stairsapp.com today. SEO guy for so many years. Uh, so anyway, check that out. Might be some interesting stuff to watch while you're uh, hanging out at home. 
Next up, uh, we released this last week, but I'm noticing it's everywhere today. I'm not sh- uh, anyway, it's rare that we're on top of things before others, I have to admit, in terms of content. But I posted a tutorial on how to use the uh, new Google My Business covert COVID-19 alert. Uh, this is an ability just for you to add um, your own update within Google My Business about COVID-19 for your business. Um, and uh, I've got a little uh, video that walks you through the step-by-step for anyone who's never done it before, because it is very simple, but at least it's there for a little assistance. So I hope that helps out and definitely update this. If you have a local business, definitely update this, add your alert, say your hours, say what's available, just give people an idea of what's going on. All right. Next marketers surveyed say they would choose Google ads over SEO if they had to. And a few quotes from this. This is a search engine land article. This is a quote here. A survey by bestseocompanies.com polled 1,000 marketing professional, professionals and consumers, split almost entirely, and asked about the effectiveness of SEO versus Google ads according to several measures. Marketers in roughly equal numbers found both SEM, 90%, and SEO, 87%, to be effective. Forced to choose one or the other, however, a surprising 64% said they would choose Google Ads, although SEO was seen as a more affordable and sustainable, uh, was seen as more affordable and sustainable than paid search, unquote. I find that fascinating. I mean, I, I, I get it. I mean, if you can be certain of who you're in front of and you're only paying when someone clicks, pay-per-click makes a lot of sense. SEM makes a lot of sense. Um, you're only getting traffic you're paying for, uh, and they're only the people you want if you've done it right. That's the key. <laughs> if, you're, if you're doing a spray and pray approach with pay-per-click, you're going to waste way too much money. Uh, it has to be well-targeted. You have to know the markets you want, the segments, the keywords uh, you want to target. The landing page has to be accurate. Um, you also have to the best add text to really stand out from the others. There's a lot to it. Oh, yeah, there's a ton of work that has to be done into it to make it super effective. Yeah. Um, you remember those days, Scott? You, you know, a little bit. It's been so long since I've handled pay-per-click now. <laughs> you know, it, it's a different animal now. When I did it, it was, it was easy. Yeah, comparatively. It, it was. It was probably 10 years ago since I managed a pay-per-click campaign, and it was easy back then. But yeah. Back then, you ran all of ours, I think. I, I did all of them. It was uh, a different time. Yeah. Uh, well, we have a full-time person doing that now, and he sure keeps busy, and it's it's tricky stuff, but it, it, he does a good job, so thank goodness. Um, all right, so anyway, it was kind of interesting to see that. Uh, I, I think these days, um, SCM is going to be more uh, attractive to people who already have campaigns that work well, and they don't maybe want to put their money into SEO. Um, but those who don't already have an SCM campaign running um, SEO is going to be way more, I think, appropriate because they can take this time to really focus on it. Um, all right, next up, the Mueller files. <laughs> These are as typical, from, uh, John, and it is great. I think it's very helpful. Um, this is all about, well, what we already know. Uh, but he's really just laying it out for people who are still keep asking the same questions. <laughs> um, essentially, someone, you know, I actually didn't even look on this. Did you look at that, Scott? But the title is that Google's, Google says spammers would love to know which links it labels as spam. Well, yeah, it's true. The more people know about that, especially spammers, they can avoid those algorithms. So Google doesn't tell anyone anymore. 
Um, he says, uh, John Mueller says that spammers would love to know which links aren't recognized as spam. That's why Google does not label which links they know are spam in Google Search Console. Google has said this before, but sometimes it needs to be said again. Uh, and it was based on a request from someone, um, Robino, on Twitter. said um, he'd like to know what spam has been identified and which spam has not been identified yet. <laughs> <laughs> yet that's awesome you know the, the, yeah okay he sounds like he's got a bit of guilt there somewhere <laughs> so when will you tell me how much you of, of, of the bad things I've done on my website and how much you've missed it's <laughs> <laughs> great oh dear anywho yeah that's why Google doesn't put a big fat tag on something saying yes was spam you did wrong you <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a cop pulling you over and he says do you know why I pulled you over like I don't know what did, what did you see me do so far yeah. <laughs> I did a bunch of stuff but which don't, one do you don't know look of? in the trunk yeah yeah definitely don't look in the trunk <laughs> oh, don't look on that reciprocal links page just stay yeah. away from that <laughs> um, what's the next bit here Scott uh, hidden tab content um, yeah, a lot of people were saying that hidden content within a hidden tab has no SEO value, and it's kind of been batted back and forth between SEOs and all kinds of people. And the, the general rule now is hidden tab content is still perfectly safe, and Google does contribute it to your rankings, and it's good. Um, and it makes sense that it would be okay, especially these days when mobile is the most important thing. Everything's mobile first. And when you put content in an accordion or behind a tab, it makes the mobile experience better. Um, so if Google was to say, hey, we're not going to look at that content behind the tab or the accordion, think of all the ugly mobile sites that would be out there just to try to appease Google. Yeah. Um, it, it just makes sense that you can use that content and, and you don't have to worry about it. So True. One thing I should mention, and I, I was just thinking about this because I've dealt with this recently um, with the website we're running. And that, and that is that we have a website called COVID19now.com. Uh, a team here at Stepforth built it. A um, lot of my time, but it's it's something we're really proud of. So that's COVID19now.com. And uh, it focuses on BC, Canada, and the USA um, with lots of live stats and also some, I think, very helpful tutorials and and um explainer videos, that kind of stuff. Anyway, the reason I brought it up is also not only for this to, to know it exists, but to discuss about um, these tabs. I tried to get them to work on the site um, because I, I also realized that it would be a, a better experience for mobile. You'd have to scroll less down. You just press the tab to see different content and it works, but it doesn't look great. So that's the other thing. You know, some of these things look are, are handy, but they don't look great. And, and that's a frustration for me. I've got to find different, um, I don't know. I guess I can find plugins. I don't know. Um, in this case for WordPress to make them look a little prettier, a little more obvious, but, uh, I wish, I wish I had something better to work with there. Definitely a juggling act there for aesthetics and functionality. When tabs look like tabs, it's fine. In this case, Divi, the system we're using um, within WordPress, has phenomenal stuff, except for some reason, their tab-based content looks crap. It just looks like they're squared edges. Everything looks awful on them. It just, and they don't stand out. Anyways, 
the other side of things, you know, it's not just the SEO. You also want to make it look decent for users. And that's why Google allows that content to be indexed. Okay, we have some questions now. Uh, the first one's from Carl Bush. He says, I read today that podcast content is part of Google's indexing now. There wasn't really more information than that. Is Google just indexing an embedded podcast or is there more to it? So I, I know that um, they are, have been doing this for a while. Uh, what they're actually doing is bit of a last minute thing for me to go and check the latest news. So I didn't find anything that's really updated. Um, I do know that Google is now actively transcribing in the background uh, podcasts. I don't know how well and how quickly. Um, I imagine they can only do it on ones that they know are more likely to be listened to. Um, and then they take that transcription and use it as search material. So if you're looking for particular content, they can serve as a podcast. Um, if you're using uh, uh, a Google Google Home and you ask a question, um, no, oh, geez, here, I launched it. Don't talk to me right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> got it everywhere in my house and sometimes it triggers. Uh, if you use that and you ask, okay, play this podcast, um, sometimes it'll work, but if it's on a third-party player, it won't. Well, I did find some notes that Google's says eventually it's going to support third-party playback. Um, you will actually have to, as the creator of the broadcast, using, I don't know what, I guess it's going to be some sort of a schema that this is the player to use uh, or this is the source to find it in. Um, at any rate, it is expanding dramatically now. I mean, it's been years, obviously, this is our 11th or 12th year doing SEO 101. Um, the podcasts have been around, but the explosion of the last two years has been absolutely amazing. Just, like, there's no words for it. Um, so now they, this is a lot of content. Google wants to be the content providers or, you know, the one that can index any content. So they're putting a lot of time into it. Um, if you have your own transcription of the podcast and it's a new podcast, the one that Google's not likely to invest uh, many computer cycles into transcribing itself, you're going to do better off and you have a better chance of being found. So that's something to keep in mind if you're launching a new one. Uh, that's my instinct anyway. I haven't read that anywhere, but that makes perfect sense to me. You know, podcasts are definitely growing in popularity quite rapidly, especially especially in the last few weeks. Um, I wonder if we'll see podcasts as a tab in Google search at some point, beside news and images and videos and all that stuff. If it'll get to the point where they will add it so you can specifically search podcasts. I mean, I'm sure there's probably a way already, but uh, a more simplified integration. Hmm. Maybe. I, I think it would be more built into universal search better. Yeah. Maybe something that really highlights that it's a podcast. Um, they're even going to do away with having to search podcast that word when you're doing the search within your home um, by voice search. So um, they want that to go over. They want you to, to know just by the name that you're asking for that it's that the system understands you're asking for a podcast. That's um, yeah, pretty fascinating what they've been up to. I hope that helps, Carl. Uh, it's really interesting stuff, though, isn't it? There's a lot going on in podcasting. Um, in fact, I got a call today from a, an old friend who's launching a network and wants to interview me, but also talk about that. And it's fascinating. There's a lot of really neat things going on. Um, question from Austin Thompson. Is Google Site Kit a plugin you guys see as valuable? So Google Site Kit is a plugin for WordPress. Um, 
it's been a long, long, long time since we mentioned it on the show. I can't remember everything about it. In fact, I realize I, from what I understand, it's, it's supposed to help boost the speed of the site and gives you some other benefits. But um, for some reason, I can't actually put my finger on, we haven't tried it on our websites yet. However, as I mentioned in my post to you on our Facebook community page, where you asked this question, um, I think we're going to test it out and see if it does help. So thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about it a little bit ago, and I, I think I'm going to test it on one of my personal projects and in my free time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, hopefully by the next time I'm on the show, I'll have some something to say about it. I don't know or if I even get to it, but I'm going to try. I'm going to, I'm going to try to do that, and then uh, we can answer the question in a part two. Awesome. And one last question here is from Zena Scott. Hi, Zena. Uh, she says, hi, guys. I hope you're keeping yourself keeping safe and well. And yes, we are. Uh, she says, just a quick question. What's your favorite SEO reporting tool? So reporting. i got to keep that in mind. It's reporting. That's more your end, Scott. What would you say? Yeah, you know, we've used a few. So when, they say, when she says reporting, that can mean so many different things. I'm going to go out on a limb and assume she means SERP rankings. Um. I'm assuming that's the case. Search engine result rankings. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, in which case we use a few different tools. We use Moz. Um, I kind of like Moz. Um, we also use Ahrefs. Um, no, sorry. Uh, Authority Labs. Authority Labs, um, which is okay. I wouldn't put it as my favorite, but it's it's not bad. It's pretty easy to use, but it's not super fancy. You know, it's Moz Quick and dirty. Thing. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Um, and then we also use Bright Local in some cases as well, which I kind of like Bright Local as well because it does do a better job of segmenting the rankings in terms of, you know, was it an image? Was it local based? Was it organic? All that kind of stuff. Whereas like uh, Authority Labs um, doesn't do a great job of that. It's more here's your ranking and you kind of assume it's organic, um, but it might not be. Uh, so those organic are sort of, versus local, you mean? Yeah, yeah, versus local. Like if you're showing up in the maps, that's going to be a separate. Whereas like Bright Local will tell you, is it in the map or is it just in the regular local bunch? Uh, and yeah. Bright Local will show the paid ads as well, which is sometimes can be handy. Um, but I, I definitely like Moz as well. So like I don't have any that I just love to death. Um, but those are the three that we pretty much use. Um, if you're talking other SEO reporting in terms of audit type stuff, you know, we've talked about this a lot on the show uh, when I've been on at least, uh, site bulb and screaming frog are kind of my go-tos. Um, and then you can use, there are lots of course, like Moz does a, a site audit, uh, Ahrefs, you can do stuff with Majestic depending on what you want to look at. Um, there's just so many and they all sort of provide a different glimpse at things and a different perspective. So they're, I don't know that I would ever isolate to a single tool. Um, We'd love to. <laughs> if you can find one that's perfect, awesome. But I don't know that that will ever exist. You know, there is, uh, I know way back when we used Raven tools and we loved it. Yeah. Uh, and the right. prices soared on that and I just couldn't stomach it. Um, and it also, um, actually, it wasn't the prices, although it was high to, in some regards, but it was because Google, they, just, they were one of the first companies to stop indexing Google rankings. Um, they were, they switched away because Google gave them, I don't know, gave them some crap or something. Didn't Google cut their access to the API or something like that? Or was, they did they made, something. And, and, and yeah. I think uh, they they tried to be proactive about it. Say, you know what? Fine. It's all good. We're not going to try to work around this. We're going to do it another way. And at that time, I was like, I'm sorry. My clients want those rankings. I got to go. Um, but they've since created a better system. And I bet it's very good. I'd love to test that one. So maybe Zena, try that one out. Um, it, 
they're very smart people. Um, and I, I have a feeling that they'll have a pretty good system in place. So that's the only one I can think of right now that I would, I would actually like to test. So keep that in mind. Well, um, with that said, quite a podcast, quite a last few weeks. Uh, sorry for the break there. It's even a struggle to get a show done today. It's just, we're so busy. Yes, things are quiet in some ways, but we're also helping a lot of people out with their websites and trying to get them online uh, to help with their e-commerce and you name it. So, um, and I should note that we're available to help you out too. And um, we'll do everything as efficiently and as affordably as possible for anyone who needs some help. So we got to get back to that, but I do wish everyone very well. Hope you keep safe and sane while you're in quarantine. <laughs> this is a tough time, um, but um, this too shall pass. So soon we'll be back at it and life will be somewhat back to normal. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 podcast on Facebook. And if you enjoyed the show, We'd appreciate any feedback on the Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast stream. Uh, that sort of uh, feedback is really helpful, especially on Apple right now. We still have a couple of negative ones from years ago that really bother me. <laughs> Got a big, we've done a better job since then. I know we have, so it'd be great to get a few more reviews. Anyway, have a great week, week <laughs> and remember to tune into future episodes, which are at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Great. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, remember to stay safe out there. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit stairsapp.com today.